Hi everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Nikita. And this is We Hate That. So today we're going to be talking about something called greenwashing. And we hate greenwashing. It's true. Um, so why did we want to bring this up today? I didn't even know what it was. Nikita has taught me what greenwashing is. But we're thinking about, you may have noticed lately with the climate strikes, the work of Greta Thunberg, the rise of products like bamboo straws, Beyond Burger, now more than ever, people are really concerned about the environment. For sure. And when there is a focus, there is someone who is taking advantage of it. And so greenwashing is the practice of making an unsubstantiated or misleading claim about the environmental benefits of a product, service, technology, or company practice. Basically, greenwashing can make a company appear to be more environmentally friendly than it really is. How did this all begin? It started around the mid-1980s, which was a shock to me because I didn't realize that people really like cared about the environment yet or realized what was going down. Uh, but of all people, good old Chevron commissioned a series of very expensive television and print ads to basically convince the public how much they loved the environment. Uh, the campaign was called People Do, and you'll <laughs> you'll hear it. It's very, like, vague, but the people they're referring to in the ad are Chevron employees, apparently, who are protecting bears, butterflies, sea turtles, and lots of other cute and cuddly animals. So we're going to let you, let you listen to this. On a moonlit California desert, a kit fox senses a prowling coyote. Caught in the dangerous open, she speeds to the edge of an oil field toward one of these curious mounds specially made for her by the people who work there. She shoots through a pipe too small for the coyote and into a cozy den that keeps her snug and safe. Do people really do these things just to help an endangered species make it through the night? People do. Awesome. So that was pretty bold the biggest criticism of the oil industry is obviously how absolutely undeniably terrible it is for the environment and they just want to flip that on its head in this campaign and basically make it so that they've essentially pavloved people into thinking chevron eco-friendly and the saddest part is that while this campaign was running chevron was simultaneously violating the clean air act the clean water act and they were spilling oil into wildlife refuges. But the terrible doesn't end there. It wasn't Chevron only who was trying to take advantage of the eco-movement while doing bad practices. We also have an example from the chemical company DuPont. Um, so take a listen to this. Recently, DuPont announced that its energy unit Conoco would pioneer the use of new double-hulled oil tankers in order to safeguard the environment. What you just heard there is DuPont advertising that they're using a double-hold oil tanker, which 
I'm not super familiar with boat shipping, but that doesn't sound great. And they're using that to help protect the environment. And then it's a bunch of animals clapping and singing and flying with dramatic music in the background. So um, they're really going out of their way to point that their campaigns are about the environment, but they're DuPont and Chevron and other companies like that are actively working against the environment. Um, it's this equivalent of like if Four Loco was trying to advertise itself as kombucha and it had doctors saying that this was a part of a healthy diet and there are probiotics and it'll help you when really it's just that blatantly obvious that these two things don't align. Exactly. And finally, I know that those were some outdated sounding clips, of course. Both did occur during the 80s, but greenwashing is probably more prevalent than ever now. And so we did want to slip in one last clip for you that is from much more recently from none other than Fiji Water. So here's that. Fiji Water is a gift from nature to us to repay our gift of leaving it completely alone. Bottled at the source, untouched by man. It's Earth's finest water. Okay, so that ad is giving you real big one with nature vibes, which is nice and it's it's very calming. Um, But the irony here is threefold. One, Fiji water is bottled in plastic, plastic that takes 450 years to break down into the environment. Um, So no, that's not an eco-friendly practice. And then secondly, since it is bottled at the source, as they mentioned, it is bottled in Fiji, it's sent around the world from there. It's an island, obviously. So these are on big tankers. It incurs a huge amount of pollution. So that practice is far from eco-friendly as well. And then finally, a very sad piece of irony is that 47% of Fijians don't have access to clean water based on a report from the World Health Organization. So when you're talking about being one with this nature and this beautiful island, you would hope that that would include the people who inhabit it, who it sounds like Fiji could absolutely be helping and they could definitely be doing something to ensure that that 47% went up, um, but they're not. And so it's, it's total greenwashing. And speaking of greenwashing, where does the term come from? So it actually came from the 80s when we saw the rise of this kind of advertising tactic and it was coined by the environmentalist Jay Westerveld. And the parallel he drew was like the save the towel movement that happens in hotels. So I'm sure you've all seen it if you've stayed at a hotel. The hotel card that they put in the bathroom that says something like, save our planet. Every day, millions of gallons of water are used to wash towels that have only been used once. You make the choice. A towel on the rack means I'll use it again. If it's on the floor, please replace And thank you for your help in helping us conserve Earth's vital resources. And then they'll have a picture of the Earth and the recycle sign. But the irony there is that hotels tend to be really harsh on the environment already. So it's deceptive because it's not out of a concern for nature. This is a very small drop in their bucket of environmental impact. It's about saving the corporation time and money and their own resources. Um putting the blame on the consumer or the hotel guest as opposed to improving their practices as a whole. So to be clear, it 
greenwashing is really claiming that a company's products, production processes, or practices are far more eco-friendly than they really are in order to get the favor of consumers. Awesome. So why is it bad? First of all, it's absolutely everywhere. I was shocked the more and more research we did into this topic, but greenwashing can pretty much be found in every sector, and it is a little bit ambiguous what it involves because it can involve a wide array of things, but whether it's in the form of an all-natural or organic sticker on food labels that can sometimes be unfounded, or the imagery of trees and leaves on household products. Sometimes it's not even actual claims, but it's really just an appearance thing and trying to appeal to those who do care about the environment. Um, Or finally, as we saw in those ads, photos or the use of animals in ad campaigns. It's, It's across every industry. And secondly, it's just pure deception, essentially, and therefore it should technically be illegal. Um, it's just very hard to crack down on because it can be so ambiguous. So false advertising states that deceptive advertising refers to a manufacturer's use of confusing, misleading, or blatantly untrue statements when promoting a product. It seems like greenwashing should definitely fall into that category. I agree. And then even aside from thinking just about the consumer and our deception, it can also really impact smaller businesses because when the big players decide to apply green labeling to their products and services, it can steal market share from smaller, more genuinely eco-friendly companies. A smaller company may have more eco-friendly practices or products because they're working on a smaller scale and they have the time and the commitment to that. But if you have taken an uneco-friendly product, slapped a green label on it, that can demotivate the consumer from looking for these products and ultimately hurt small businesses. And along those lines, uh, greenwashing can also really impact and guide our purchases. A 2015 Nielsen poll showed that 66% of global consumers are willing to pay more for environmentally sustainable products. And among millennials specifically, that number jumps to 72% who are willing to spend more for something eco-friendly. Exactly. So it really does make uh all the difference in terms of when someone's actually choosing to purchase something. And then finally, as you might know from having listened to our other episodes, we also always try to tie it into how it affects women in particular. And in this case, there are many, many studies that have shown that when it comes to being environmentally conscious, there is a green gender gap and men are less likely to live sustainably than women. And there are a variety of reasons for that that we won't get into right now. It's a trend. Um, And so we know that we have male listeners as well as women. And first of all, we love you. Thanks for listening to us. And secondly, we want to be clear. It's not that we're saying that you guys don't care about the environment. Of course you do. We just always try to illustrate on the show why some things that already impact everyone negatively also, you know, affect women even even worse and so if you put together the stat that consumers will pay more for sustainable products and then the idea that women care more overall as it's been shown in studies about the environment then financially women take the hit of greenwashing even harder um but everybody does so it's something that we should all hate 
Yeah, it's like the pink tax. Exactly. It's like the pink tax all over again. And this one's the green tax. <laughs> um, so what can you actually do about it, right? What are our positive suggestions here? The first is just buy fewer things. Part of why greenwashing is such BS is because regardless, they are trying to get you to buy a new product. It is still better to avoid buying something unnecessary than to buy something that is eco-friendly in the first place because no matter what, buying new things means more production, shipping, and ultimately waste. So if you do truly make an effort towards zero waste living, that's going to be better for the environment than than buying something eco-friendly. Um, so when you are looking to purchase something, try thrifting and buying things secondhand when you can. That can mean buying secondhand clothes. As we all know, that's probably the most common form of thrifting but you can also buy things like dinnerware if I need a new like serving jug or platter the first place I go is Goodwill because they have everything dinnerware related and then you can go ahead and just stick it in the dishwasher and it's good as new I also try my best to buy all my furniture secondhand um appliances and then finally we want to remind you secondhand does not always mean used it just means buying things from the ecosystem of things that are already out there in the world um, rather than creating further demand for new products. Um, So for a great example is like beauty products. You can buy those on places like Poshmark, um, which is a reseller sort of marketplace, um, or eBay is also a great example. And I've bought like brand new bottles of nail polish that were sitting in someone else's room that were going to end up being waste. Uh, and it sort of diverted them from the landfill in that way, all while saving money myself. Um, so try to buy things secondhand when you can. That's one tip. Yeah. Another thing is reduce the amount of packaging and plastics that you're consuming. So um, they're not available everywhere, but thinking about buying from bulkhead stores when you can, it's the kind of store where you bring your own containers and you can get the serving size you actually want. Um, there's multiple benefits. You're using less plastic, there's less food waste, and you're probably saving money again because instead of buying a 10-pound bag of rice, you're just buying a pound or two of it, and that's going to be savings back in your pocket while also reducing the amount of waste you're creating as a consumer. Exactly. And then finally, we know that there might be instances where you do still have to buy new things. Um, And when you do, just do your research and try to buy truly sustainable products. So we wanted to take a second to shout out three brands that we really love and that are actually genuinely doing this the right way because we don't want to scare you off and think anyone who's making claims about being eco-friendly is unsubstantiated. Absolutely not. There are companies that are doing it the right way. So please look into that because they're taking the care to actually go about this the right way. Um, but here's here's some examples. So the first is Allbirds. Definitely a big sensation these days, um, but basically they make shoes out of wool and eucalyptus. Um, they are 100% carbon neutral in their processes and they truly try their best to make every part of the process more eco-friendly. I recently ordered a couple pairs of shoes from them and I was shocked because basically what I received in the mail was a shoebox sized package when every single other time I order things online I basically get what is a Russian doll situation (laughs) with like a box and a box and a box I was expecting these two pairs of shoes to be massive but they were just essentially shoebox size they've really perfected um minimizing waste so 
Um, that's the first example. The second example is this company called Blue Land. I recently ordered um, their kit. And uh, basically what they do is they created some like forever lasting um, bottles of bathroom cleaner, all-purpose cleaner, um, and then glass cleaner and a hand soap bottle. And these are all sort of made out of a material that is not disposable. It'll last you forever. And then the actual products that you're getting, the, the cleaners, come in little tiny packets of compostable, you know, the actual material on the outside is compostable. And it's just little tablets. And then you mix those with water and that becomes your cleaners. It might sound like a small thing, but it's basically helping you change your own habits and see things differently. Over my lifetime, I cannot imagine how many bottles of cleaner I will have bought. And hopefully with this new sort of habit, I can um, continue to use my cleaning products, but without having that horrible stack of growing and growing plastic bottles that are my responsibility. And then the final one that we wanted to promote are actually a couple of friends of mine. Uh, my friends, Max and Monty, who definitely listen to the show, shout out to you guys, have a company called Topiku, um, which is, it means my hat in Indonesian and they are uh, have lived in Indonesia and they're from Indonesia. And basically they noticed that there was a ridiculous amount of trash in Indonesia and so they decided to try to make hats from upcycled and recycled materials. Um, and so they are diverting a ton from landfills and everything that you're getting in the hat is, um, is eco-friendly. And then additionally, along with having the arm of their actual materials being responsible, the their manufacturing processes are responsible as well, and they're creating a benefit for the people who are actually their artisans. Their hats are all made in a hat-making village called Chigandua, um, and they pay those people incredibly fairly and are giving them a good quality of life. So remember that also eco-friendliness is about more than just the environment. It's also about the people that are involved. So those are a couple examples of brands that are doing it the right way, but there are plenty. There are an endless amount. So so definitely just do your research. Yeah, and if you're interested in being eco-friendly and you want to do more research, check out our claiming Changing Climate. Um, our Changing Climate is a weekly video essay on YouTube that discusses and uncovers different elements of environmental impacts and including verifying individual brands. So they'll have a video about Allbirds, let's say, and say, hey, is Allbirds legit? And they'll go in and tell you what their practices are like and if it's as eco-friendly as they claim. Um, much of our BG research came from their channel, so we highly recommend that you check them out if you're inspired to learn more. So that's all we have today. Thank you so much for listening and learning about this with me and us. And um, let us know your thoughts. To do that, feel free to reach out via email. We're at wehatethatpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram's wehatethatpodcast. And our Twitter is wehatethatpod. So feel free to share your thoughts with us. And let us know if there's anything you hate that you want to chat about and if you're on itunes or anything else leave us a rating or review we'd really appreciate it and we're signing off from for today we're signing off for today but always remember we, we hate, hate that, that but, but we, we love, love you, you.